Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for listening to the East West Football Podcast. I am your host, Fidel Barraza. Alongside with me is my co-host, Kendall Whitley. How you doing? Doing good, man. I'm ready to get rolling, man. We got a good special guest coming on tonight, man. It's, it's going to be a blast. Yes, sir. Uh, long week. Glad it's Friday. But yes, we do have a very special guest. He is a former All-SEC linebacker from Auburn University. Most recently played in the XFL with the LA Wildcats. Trey Williams. Trey Williams, how you doing? Great, man. Great, man. Appreciate you having me. Hey, thank you, yes, sir. Thank you so much for joining us, Trey. Yeah, no doubt. If you can just uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Man, I'm a I'm from Mobile, Alabama. Uh, born and raised, a single parent home. Uh, five star recruit coming out of high school. Played at St. Paul's Episcopal. Uh, attended Auburn University, of course. Played four years. I uh, had a neck going into the NFL. So, uh, unfortunately, I was cut by two teams by failed physicals. Uh, got neck surgery. Started working. And that trickled all the way down to me playing in the XFL. Okay, okay. Real, that's real good, Trey. Um, And you said you played linebacker. Is that that's correct? And you said you was all SEC? Yes, team? sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Um, Who would you best compare your game to right now in the NFL or somebody that you look up to? Oh, man. All right. So somebody I looked up to was uh Brian Dawkins because in, in high school, high school, low war 20. And I played a little safety as well, so I kind of imaged my game after him. And, of course, uh, you know, you had the Ray Lewis's, uh, the Patrick Willis, uh, you know, yes. those type of guys. You know, I kind of see myself in the mixture, you know, because I, I, mm-hmm. I just love to hit. Those are great run stoppers. And that's just something I kind of pride my game on. Right, right. And um, 
another another question for you too. Are you are you a good? Are you, do you feel you're good at rushing or you're you're good in cut? What is your strengths? You think? What would you say your strengths is at, at the linebacker position? Most definitely run stop. You know that's that's something like I said. I pride myself on uh, my college coach Travis Williams. That was something he ingrained in us since day one. You know, you got to be physical. You cannot win the ball game without being physical. Yes. <clears throat> real good, real good. Go ahead, Fidel. Yeah, so, you know what, first question I have, since you played in the SEC, you know, what was the you know atmosphere like? I mean, we, we see these games on TV, and they're, like, filled with a bunch of fans. I mean, it just looks like a tremendous environment to be on. Uh, I just want to know, you know, how your experience was playing in the SEC and playing for Auburn. It's it's nothing like it, you know what I'm saying? It was it was unbelievable, you know. It was so loud in those stadiums to where we had, we started have to do hand signals, or you have to you have to walk right up to the guy and yell in his ear, you know. That's just how uh, compacted those stadiums are. It's a lot of people, but they're like standing right on top of you, so all of that sound is coming down on us. So it's very loud, man. It's it's nothing like it. It, I guess you know if you had to like say like one of the teams that you that you liked playing against you know you know at your time at Auburn University who would you say that that was? Oh man, that's a tough one. Uh, I don't know that it, it's crazy because you know of course we play Bama and Georgia every year. Those are yeah. the two teams, our biggest rivals. Uh, that. Those games were just you. You'd be hurting coming out of those games just by how physical and how mentally exhausting it is to just try to dominate the person across the ball from you. So, and then we played them. So we'll play Georgia, then we'll play a, a team out of conference, and then we'll play Bama. So those two games were what I look forward to every year. Yeah, I mean, whenever you think about Auburn football, you uh, you kind of automatically think about the opponent, like Alabama, how you were saying, Georgia. I mean, just the atmosphere, just looking or watching on TV right in those stadiums, it's just – it's so electric, <laughs> yeah. man. Um, so, to me, it feels like there's, like, nothing else that kind of compares to it, right, as far as a, a fan aspect goes, being in a stadium like that. No, you yes. – th those are games – those are games you just have to go to. Like if you're if you're a college football fan, it don't matter who you're a fan of, you must experience an Iron Bowl. It's just a must in my in my opinion. Yes, <laughs> real good, man. Um, um Trey, one more, another question I want to ask you: Wh Where are you right now? What are you doing right now? Like, is you is your focus in going out, going into the NFL or the CFL? I know with the current situation that the world's in right now, like so. So what what kind of things are you doing right now? And have you gotten a lot of NFL and, and more CFL interest? Uh, like I mentioned earlier, you know, I had a, a big-time injury uh, in my neck. I had a herniated disc coming out my senior year. So, you know, a lot of a lot of NFL teams kind of, you know, skeptical about that. Even though I played in the mm -hmm. XFL and did very well, uh, you know, that's still a concern. And, of course, who, who doesn't want to play in the NFL? You know, I would love to. You know, I, I signed with uh, the D Detroit Lions – uh, in 2019, uh, mm -hmm. and unfortunately, you know what I'm saying, I didn't make it after the draft, but uh, of course I want to make it back to the NFL. You know, if the CFL uh, plans to have their season, you know, that could be an option as well. But as of right now, I signed up with the Coach Up app. If you're not familiar, it's a it's an app where personal trainers or coaches go on 
And, you know, any type of athlete in the area can book with them and you just train those kids. So I'm a certified trainer with Coach Up. Uh, also uh, getting my certifications with Ace as a personal trainer. So right. I'm I'm just trying to stay around the game and spread my knowledge at the moment, really. Mm-hmm. And listen, I'm going to throw out, because you, you said you played at Oliver, correct? So I'm going to throw out two names for you. And I want you to give me just, just a just a one, a one word on each of them. The first name is, I'm sure you're familiar with it, is Ryan Davis, slot wide receiver for Auburn. Most where definitely. he was a couple years back. Yep. Just explain just explain him and, and how easy. Elusive, quick, exciting, playmaker. Mm-hmm. I, I love to see the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. Just because I mean, he he did he played he play, he got signed by New England by the Patriots as an undrafted free agent yeah. and um and he was he he had a pretty good um training camp last year but he unfortunately he got cut and he hasn't received any interest so I think he's a pretty good player that's out there that's I mean that's, I hope I hope he gets signed to a team man and they another, another player or oh, you you can go ahead and elaborate a little more on on Brian Davis you want, if you like no I'll do I say if if anybody signed him they um you know they'd be happy they did you know he he's definitely still. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure my co-hosts already know where I'm going with this one. What you think about Jared Stidham, the former Auburn quarterback? Man, Stid, my dog. That's first and foremost. <laughs> Stid, my dog, man. Yeah. Stid, hey, that's that's a real Texas boy right there. Um, oh, yeah. He, you know, he uh, just watching him grow into mm-hmm. the player he is today. Like, he came into Auburn not afraid, you know what I'm saying? You know, coming from Baylor and having to sit out and doing all, like, the process did not make him lose focus. And as soon mm-hmm. as he came to Auburn, he instantly grabbed everybody's attention. Like, we, we already knew he was special. And then when he, mm-hmm. went out, he went out there on the field, and he didn't care if it was the SEC, ACC, SWAC, whatever. Like, he dominated. And we like, who is this dude? Like, where did he come mm-hmm. from? You know what I'm saying? Like, and you can see it last year in preseason with the Patriots. Like, right. Mm-hmm. First first time he stepped on the field, he dominated. And we weren't surprised because mm-hmm. that's what he did coming into Auburn. And that's the type of mm-hmm. player he is. Would you, would you agree with this statement here that if – um see, he came – he was a fourth rounder last year. Mm-hmm. Do you think he could have been – but they said, you know, if he would have had a better um season or whatnot – he would he could have went in the first or even the early second round. Do, do you agree with that? I definitely agree. Stead Stead has the Stead's precision and his accuracy, his arm like everything you want in a quarterback. Stead has it. You know he has the size. He can get away from D linemen like anything you want from a pro style quarterback. That's Jerry Stidham. Appreciate that, that's appreciate really that. good insight, man. And you know, it's it's unique to hear from a teammate, right? Um, as as far as you know, the attributes that another player has. Uh, another question that I had for you, I just wanted to ask you about your XFL experience. Man, it it was probably one of the most exciting and unpredictable football experience I've ever had. You know, just being and I and. You know, I hope people don't take this the wrong way, but being the guinea pig of a startup league, you think it's going to be a lot of gimmick, you know what I'm saying, a lot of – just a lot of crazy stuff happening. But, man, it was very organized, and we loved it. You know, it was a different style of football as far as some of the rules, some of the techniques and things like that. And 
we absolutely loved it. The atmospheres were great for a startup league. And, man, I, I honestly wish it kept going and it keeps going. Yeah, I mean, we were all big fans of the XFL, and we really enjoyed watching it um, because it was football, and, it, you know, it was fun. It was a little bit different. So uh, I did read that, you know, the the league is up for sale, so hopefully somebody does buy it and the XFL does continue on maybe next season. Right. I, I definitely love to play in the XFL again. And then also, too, the other question I has, uh, how was – you know, being around uh, Coach Moss. Man, he very energetic, very down to earth. You know, he just loves football and hates to lose. You know, if you watch any interview, you'll see mm-hmm. he absolutely hates to lose. And that's, uh, you know, that kind of carried over to us. You know, as soon as we got going, we started to dominate. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, all of his energy kind of rubbed off on us. And, you know, that was a good thing. All right. And then my last question I wanted to ask you. So we do have CFL agents, uh, NFL agents, scouts, GMs that do listen to the show. Uh, So what do you want them to know about you that maybe they don't get? Just I'm willing to do anything to help, you know, special teams, defense, you know, whatever, wherever they need me. You know what I'm saying? I love the game. I know the game. Uh I'm just ready to provide. You know, I love to win. Uh, I've been put in leadership. Uh, even at Auburn, I was a team captain. At uh, in L.A., you know, I was the star middle linebacker, so they kind of looked to me on the defense for some parts. And, you know, it's just I love the game, and I love to continue my career. So if uh, anyone's able to pick me up, then, hey, they won't regret it. All right, Trey. And where can our fans uh, follow you on social media? I'm on Instagram, uh, True30, T-R-E-W-30. Twitter, same thing, True30, underscore. And you got Facebook, it's just simple, Trey Williams, T-R-E Williams. Uh, I'm on them platforms. I'm on LinkedIn as Trey Williams. Uh, If you want to find me on Coach Up, I'm on Coach Up as Trey Williams, you know, just hit me up. All right. Real good, real good. All right, Trey. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show, and uh, best of, we appreciate best it, of luck to you. Yeah, I appreciate y'all having me again. Take care. Yeah, you thank too. You. Tonight we start on the EFC side of things on team uh, needs addressed or not, and we're gonna go ahead and start off with Kendall. Yes, man, and they right here in the AFC starting off with the AFC West, the Broncos they addressed some pretty good needs at wide receiver. They got Jerry Judy to Jerry Judy to pair him up with Courtney, Courtland Sutton on the outside, so that's gonna be a good fit. They out they um they, then they also got KJ Hamler out of Penn State. He he's a slot guy. He's a speed demon though. He can, he can fly, and then they got some depth at tight end. With Albert O out of out of Missouri, so he's one of Drew Locke's former teammates there at Missouri. So I mean, they they're pairing him up there. 
they it's clearly what it's, you clearly see what the Broncos are trying to do. They're trying to go quick, get quicker on offense, and try to match the team speed of the Kansas City Chiefs to be able to try to outscore them. So I think they address a bunch of needs there. Yeah, and just to, just like what you said, you know, you look at the you look at the you look at the division, right? And it's a copycat league, and you know they added the best wide receiver in the game with Jerry Judy. Then they come back and they get they they make it official, right, that they're going to have the best wide receiver duel or complete court, right, with uh, K.J. Hamler. So when you look at it, you know, you got Cortland Sutton, got Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler. Now you got Drew Locke who can just sling it all over the field. So when you look at it, you know, they were able to their, – their, their top needs were offensive tackle, wide receiver, corner, defensive tackle. They were they were able to cash in on a on a corner. Fidel, could you say his name? He's out of Iowa. Amunier. <laughs> so I believe that's how you pronounce it. He was one of our. He was one of he was one of our gems. We we mentioned it. So uh, when you look at it, they did they fill their needs. I think they did fill their needs. They did have a couple of holes, right? Because you know the the the, the biggest the biggest question mark was at the offensive tackle. I know they did get Lloyd Cushenberry. Out of LSU, who is a top-rated guard slash center, uh, so it'd be, it's going to be very interesting, right, to see. But overall, they did they were able to fill a lot of needs, right? Uh, getting that defensive tackle, Gerald uh, Casey, through a trade. Uh, they also got Melvin Gordon. Uh, they signed him. So when you look when you look at the big picture, AJ Bouye, Gerald uh, uh, Gerald Casey, and then they got uh, Graham Glasgow uh, from uh, from the Lions. When you look at the big picture, they absolutely filled all their needs, and and I think that they're going to be they're going to be they're going to be a team in the West on, on the AFC West to actually you know contend and and give you know the Chiefs and you know that whole division fits. Yeah, and I'm going to go on and agree with you guys. I feel like they did address their needs. Um, you know, starting off from free agency, signing Melvin Gordon, just kind of solidify the backfield for the Denver Broncos. And then also too, when Jerry Judy fell, you know, to the Denver Broncos, uh, I mean, we kind of all knew that if he was there, Denver was going to draft him, but we kind of had pictured, right. San Francisco actually drafting Jerry Judy, but instead they drafted Javon Kinlaw. So overall they did kind of overhaul the offense and they have a lot of weapons for Duloc. So most definitely they did uh, address their needs. Yes, yes, they did. And then right now to start with the Kansas City Chiefs coming to the draft, like I said, they had they had um that Damian Williams back there running back. But I mean, I, I kind of feel they could have got better at the running back position. So they went to the draft and they got Clyde Edwards Hilaire out of LSU. He's a very short stature. He's very short and thick, but he, he's twitchy and he's very explosive and elusive. He kind of reminds me of Maurice, a slimmer Maurice Jones Drew. So I think they got a steal there where they got him at so late in the draft. So they addressed a pretty good need there at running back. And then they got they went and they came back and they got Willie Gay Jr. out of Mississippi State. I think he's he's my steal on the draft on the defensive side for Kansas City. I mean you put it on the tape, just put it on he flies around the field. He's he's I mean he, he I didn't, I haven't even seen him. I watched a lot of him. And I, I I'm lying to you now I haven't seen him miss a tackle or nothing. He he's got he's explosive and he can cover tight ends. So I think they got two very good players there. They needed some linebacker depth, and they had they had to get a running back there. And I think he's, the running back, Clyde Edwards, he's going to take a load off of Damian Williams. I, I can see him starting by midpoint of next year, of next season. So I think the Kansas City, Kansas City Chiefs addressed their needs. When I when I look at it, 
when I looked at the big picture, right, they were able to retain the, the team that they won the Super Bowl with. So, you know, when you when you're able to do that, you're you're supposed to be able to buy time to fill your needs. Their top needs were cornerback, linebacker, guard, and an edge an edge rusher. Um, you know, so I think that when when you look at that pick in the first round, I mean, they had their options with cornerbacks, but they did choose to go with Clyde Edwards Hilaire, right? So when you look at that, when you look at that running back, it's just he will be able to be a great pairing with uh with Patrick Mahomes and with what they have with with their wide receivers and Mikel Hardman and and Tyreek Hill, right? So, and then and I would have to I would have to agree. Uh, Willie Gay does does feel a need, and then uh, the big sleeper pick there is Lucas uh, Yang, right out of a TCU. So he's recovering from, I believe it's a hip injury. But when you look at the when you actually look at it, he did not allow an actual uh, sack, which is a very interesting stat when you look at the big picture. So the the one thing I would have done is. I, did they address their needs? Yes, they did. I would have, I would have preferred them trying to go with corner because when you look, when you look at the big picture, the 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 you know the top paid positions are quarterback, you know your left tackle, your edge your edge rusher, and your corners. Right, those are the ones that cost you the most money. So when you when you when you're there in the when there with the last pick, you know. You could have still got, you know, running back later on in the draft. I mean, there was this 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 draft had a lot of running backs that could offer a lot, but there is something unique about Clyde Edwards there, and I think that 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 comp that you gave him is probably the best comp uh, for for that player. That they meet the needs, yes. Uh, I just think that they have a little hole there at the cornerback. Luckily, they brought the same team back from last year, and hey, watch out! This is the team to 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 you know to beat. Yeah, I mean, when you win the Super Bowl, I mean, and you kind of retain almost your whole roster, I mean, there's not many needs that you have, but you can always improve your roster, and that's what I believe they did with that first uh, first pick in the you know in the first round with Clyde Edward Jolaire from uh, LSU. When we when we think about him, whenever he played with LSU, he did multiple things. He caught the ball out of the backfield and he ran. He he was just a hard guy to take down. So helping out Patrick Mahomes with that offense, too. I mean, just adding more weapons to his arsenal, right? So, I mean, I definitely feel like they did um, address their needs. I would agree. Let's let's move along. So, we're, we're, let's talk about the Chargers for a minute, right? When you look at the Chargers, you know, they had some needs. Uh, the most notable needs was offensive tackle, right, because they did a trade. Uh, they, they did trade their, their, their left tackle to the Panthers. I mean, they were able to solidify the guard position. Uh, getting Trey Turner in return for Russell Okun. Um, but it was offensive tackle, quarterback, corner, and running back. If you look at it in the free agency, they were able to address the cornerback. They got Chris Harris, right, who's always been, you know, a really good, scrappy cornerback. You know, he's 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 he is a little bit up there in age, but, I mean, he's still moving around and keeping up with a lot. I mean, he's going to bring a lot of value in the slot. I understand they have a, they have a, they have a really dominant slot corner in Desmond King. But when you look at it, they were able to address the cornerback position because they still got Casey Hayward and and uh, and they they do have a they do have a really good cornerback uh, positioning. Uh, when you look at the draft, you know they were able to they were able to get their franchise quarterback right, and it was crazy because we were kind of iffy about this pick, but they were able to draft Justin Herbert, 
uh, and then and then they were really aggressive, right? Because they jumped back into the first round and they addressed the linebacker position, drafting Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma. Now, Kenneth Murray, this guy's an absolute monster. I mean, he is all over the field. Uh, and there, there was one game where he actually registered 28 tackles in one game, Ooh. which is insane, right? So I think that they they banked on the upside and and they were preparing themselves. But you know, as the as the draft was going along, they did address because they did not bring back, uh, they did not bring back the running back, right? They did they they they've been they've been really good at drafting right, running backs. They got Josh Kelly. He he seems to be a, a good sleeper pick, and. As the draft went on, you can you can you can say that they did meet their needs. The most notable need that was that is still a hole would be the offensive tackle. But overall, they met their needs. And the good thing with them is they don't have to rush. They do not have to rush Justin Herbert into the quarter into the starting quarterback position. Let him learn a little bit. I, I believe that Tyra Taylor can hold down. He can hold it down for a while. You know, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure the fans are going to be eager to throw them in there, and the coaches are going to be eager to throw them in there. Hopefully, they don't throw them in there. You know, week one, week two, let them let them sit a couple of weeks, learn the actual the pro game, and, and be able to prepare himself. You know, he has all the tools to be a, a franchise quarterback. Don't ruin the young man. Exactly. Let him sit. <laughs> exactly. Yes, I think um I think the, the Chargers addressed their needs. The my my one of my favorite players in this year's draft in this year's draft was Kenneth Murray. He he was a, he's an absolute animal. I think the Chargers got to steal him. He's, he's he was a, he's one of my top five players in this draft. Him along with Patrick Quinn at LSU, but Kenneth Murray he, he's an absolute dog man. And he's all over the field. He's a tackling machine, just like Jerry said. Twenty eight tackles a game. I mean, where where was everybody else there? I mean, he he was all over the field. Kenneth Murray and I like the just in 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 the coach. The guys will tell you, I'm one of the biggest Justin Herbert's fan and fans, and I think he'll be starting for the Chargers. It'll probably like midway during the season. So I think they, they got you got your future quarterback and you got a tackle machine and Kenneth Kenneth Murray, along with some running back there with Josh Kelly out of UCLA. So I think the Chargers address plenty of needs. The biggest need going into this uh offseason for the Los Angeles Chargers was the quarterback position. And you guys know I've been a Justin Herbert fan for a long time. And I was, you know, telling him, hey, they need to draft this guy. They need to draft him. They don't have to play him right away. They got Tyrod Taylor. Um, they have a really young team, but a, a good team, especially really good defense around. So for them to be able to draft Justin Herbert was a, was a plus. And then also getting a steal, I believe, in Kenneth Murray. I mean, I thought he was going to be drafted before they were able to, you know, to get him there at that pick. So yeah. I definitely feel like their needs were addressed. Yeah, let's move along. Let me see if I can get my, my best Chris Berman. We're talking about the Las Vegas Raiders. They're haters. (laughs) (laughs) So when you look at the Raiders, right? Overall, I think that they did a lot of they did a lot of signings, a lot of key signings, and adding depth at a lot a lot of positions that they needed. You know, um, for for when you look at their top needs: wide receiver, corner, linebacker, and some defensive line help. I think that they've done a pretty decent job in last year's draft. I think they struck gold with Max Crosby. In the later rounds, and also uh, Cleveland Farrell, uh, I think that they 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 did pretty good. In the offseason, they were able to bring in Dem- uh, Demar- uh, Demarius Randall, uh, Malik Collins, Jeff Heath, 
uh, they even brought in uh, Devontae Booker, right, which is an intra division running back. He was with the he was with the Broncos last year. Solid pickup. Yeah, well, it was a solid pickup. I'm very interested to see how he does, right? Because you you, you can't you want to save Josh Jacobs, right? You don't want to you don't want to run him completely, you know, with no tread on the tires, right? And then they also picked up Prince uh, uh, Mukamura, which is pretty good when you when you look at it, right? Because that helps them prepare and get be able to take you know, the picks that they want to take, um, you know, they always say, you know, draft best position available, but you know, we had a, we had a former guest, right? Raymond, Raymond Jackson, shout out Raymond Jackson. Raymond. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I, I love what he said, right? If you look at it, it's predictable, but it's kind of unpredictable at the same time, right? Because he says that a lot of times that what, what teams do is they draft best available for what their team needs are. So that was a very interesting perspective, right? Because we've always said, oh, you draft the best player available. And when you put your, your boards together, you know, you'll you'll go down the line. But no, you know, it's what, what you're trying to do with your team, the vision that you have for your team. Uh when you look at the, when you look at the draft though, you know, they I mean they went after speed and they got speed right off the bat. Kenny Ruggs you know, I've, I've, you know, we've had, we've had, we've had talks and, 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 and during our meetings and whatnot, I've always pounded the table saying, you know, I really like what CD Lamb brought in this draft. I really like what Jerry Judy could bring in this draft. But I said, Henry Ruggs just has that star power. And, and then we saw him run his, his 40 and four, what was it? Four, two, seven. And people were disappointed, right? But a four, two, seven, that is blazing. That, I mean, that is fast. Uh, uh, and then, and then they came, they came back in the first round and they picked up Damon Arnett. Now I understand he didn't run a blazing 40, but this, this corner can play. He can, he can play corner. He's very physical and he knows how to study. He knows how to read quarterback's eyes, you know, but you look at Lynn Bowden Jr. Right. Brian Edwards, Tanner Muse. This is, this, this is their draft. You know, they even got a Robertson at, at five, eight, that corner. Man, that corner, you know, we we're looking at some tape and we're just like, wow, look at this. He's going against Colin Johnson out of out of uh against Texas. Colin Johnson's like six three. Uh Meek Robertson's five eight, but man, he was like, I mean, literally, he was standing him up. You know, he was giving him the time. I mean, he was giving him a fight at the line of scrimmage, pressing him, like just to sh- uh just pressing him and he and he was able to run with him. So they brought speed. Overall, the Raiders absolutely killed this draft. They 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 actually got they met their needs now when you look at this this entire division head to toe now you got a division that's going to be you know everybody's going to be paying attention whether whether you're a Raiders fan Chargers fan or an AFC West fan or even a Chiefs fan this is a this is going to be a very fun division there's going to be so much speed across the board on all all four teams Yes, I feel the oh, the Raiders. They definitely they addressed their need. I feel they could have gotten maybe a Jerry Judy or CeeDee Lamb. I actually thought it was going to go Judy or Lamb because there was rumors coming out that Mayock really loved that. Uh, he really loved CeeDee Lamb or whatnot. So I was actually surprised that they that they went um Henry Rose out of Alabama. But hey, in the old Al Davis days, what did he what did he used to do he used speed to for speed speed speed. I'm telling you. So they went. I mean, they just they went back and they got Henry Rose. He's a speed. To me personally, he's not going to be your number one guy. He's a great compliment, but they do got Tyrell Williams on the outside, and they, and they still they get they got um the wide receiver from Zay Jones. They traded for him out of Buffalo, so they got they got some pieces there. And then I mean they starting to build some build a, a little young core there 
in, in Las Vegas. So I think um they got speed there. He's going he's definitely he's a day one starter. You can put him in and be a day one starter. He's gonna stretch the defense. He's gonna he's gonna, he's gonna stretch his defense out. He can get hit there and he's gonna take the top off. He's gonna, he's gonna take the type the top off of it. So I think they definitely got a great player there. And I, I think they're drill because they know one of these coming in was wide receiver. And they went Henry Ruggs. So any <clears> top wide receiver they got in this draft, I think is a positive for the Rangers. So I give I give them a pretty good grade. I think they definitely address the need there. I just felt they could have got Judy or Lamb. But it's, it's, overall, I think it was a pretty good draft for the Las Vegas Raiders. Man, that's I am so glad that Mike Mayock is the general manager of the Las Vegas Raiders, man. <laughs> I mean, just kind of going thinking about last year when they signed Darren Waller, you know, nobody knew about him, and he was the steal, man, of the a free agency, right? I yes. mean, he had a tremendous year. So they already they already have the start, the starting tight end position, you know, there covered, right? So going into the offseason, biggest need was wide receiver. And what did they do? They drafted the fastest wide receiver on the draft board, Henry Ruggs from Alabama. Man, he is explosive. He he not only has speed, but he has hands, man. He can catch the ball. But I feel like the biggest steal of the draft is going to be Brian Edwards from South Carolina. Do you guys know I've been pounding the table for this guy whenever we have the hidden gem segment on the yes. wide receivers? And, man, I feel like he's going to be a tremendous asset for the Las Vegas Raiders. So, most definitely, they did address their needs. And I'm going to go on a limb and say they will be the most improved team in the AFC West, and they will give the Kansas City Chiefs a run for their money. Wow, I'm Quoted still going to roll with the Denver Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, any final thoughts before we get off the air? Uh, just want to say, man, a special shout out. I mean, I appreciate um, Trey Williams coming on. I'm telling you, anytime we get some good guests on, we really appreciate it. Just taking your time out of your t- out of your day, just taking any any bit of time just to come join us. And I, th- I mean, it was a pretty good show with him, and um, we wish him the best in the future. I hope you get some NFL looks, man, or CFL looks. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> wow, all right, it was just like really good. It's one that you don't want to miss, and definitely we're gonna be cheer- we're gonna be cheering you on, and we wish you the best of luck, like Kendall said. Yes, uh, Trey Williams, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it, and nothing but the best of luck to you in the future, and hopefully we can have you back on soon. All right, guys. Well, that's gonna go and wrap it up for the East West Football Podcast. Quick reminder, on Sunday we will have a special guest. He is a CFL agent. Jimmy Robinson will join us on the show. Uh, Until then, uh, stay safe and have a good night. Good night. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Ravelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast.